As we finished Sefer Bereshis last week, which is a shining call, Sefer Yitzira, Sefer that talks about the creation of the world. <coughs> this week we begin Sefer Shmais, which is referred to as Sefer HaGeula. We talk about the Geula of Cloud Yisrael from Mitzrayim. Now, after Yosef HaTzadik and his brothers that generation of Yosef and the rest of the Shvatim after they were all Nifter, and Klai was continuing in Mitzrayim, so Klai started to multiply the very large amounts. And <clears throat> the Mitzrayim were very concerned about the population that was growing in Klai that they were afraid that Klai would overpower them. And the Pasuk tells us, Yaakov Melchadash, there was a new king that became the king of Mitzrayim, the Parai, Ashalayadah, Yosef, that didn't know Yosef, Rashi tells us he made it in the city of Yosef, and he meets together with his, his uh, you know, his advisors, and they try to outsmart the situation, let's try to outsmart the situation, the question was who they were trying to outsmart, the Klai Yisrael, to, to do so, or to do something to harm the potential leader that they saw through astronomy that they were going to have, uh, that, the, that the future leader of Klai Yisrael was meant to be born, according to some of the Rishayim says they were trying to outsmart Hashem, and they tried to do all different types of techniques to try to prevent this potential leader of Klai Yisrael that they knew was on its way. And they first started to tell the Klai Yisrael that they should any, any any boy that's born, or any Jew that's born, and even at one point it was even by the Mitzvah, as the um, as the condition kept on getting closer and closer to understanding that the Mashiach of Yisrael, the, the Savior of Yisrael, was meant to be born, so they didn't want to they wanted to cover all bases to make sure that 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 Savior would be disposed of. They gave orders to the midwives that they should destroy the children. The Midrash of Shifra and Pua, which were really a Chabad and Miriam, who didn't listen to Parai and had all different types of ways that they were able to get around that the Mitzvah wouldn't detect that children were being born. But as a result of the fact that there was such a Gzaira, so Amram, who was the husband of Yechabad, the father of Aaron and Miriam, he had children already, and there was a Gzaira that any child was going to be killed, so he decided to. To, to leave his wife, he divorced his wife, Shechevet, and uh, because he didn't want to bring more children to the world that that power is going to destroy. And at the advice of his daughter, Miriam, who tells him, you know, Abba, your, your decree is worse than, than power. Power is at least decreeing just on the boys. You're even, discre- you're even making the decree on, on all the girls. That there's, not even gonna, there's not going to be a future to cry yourself. So he listens to his daughter, it says, which was Amram, a person from Shevet Levi, as Bas Levi. And he took back the daughter of Levi, which was Yechevet. She became, she was expecting a child, and she gave birth to a boy. They saw that there was something very special about him. Now she says that the whole house was filled with light when he was born. And they were able to hide him for three months because uh, at the time after he, he married her again, the Mitzvah knew that she got married again, and they were going to come to check her after nine months. 
but being that a child can be also be born with this, by the seventh month, so they, and my Shireen was born early, so there were three months that they were able to play around, that the missing didn't come to check for the child. Therefore, so at this point, they can't hide them anymore, it's better to hide them anymore, because they would figure it out. They took a a basket and and they uh, you know they made it out of uh, you know they made a basket and they covered it with tar on the outside not on the inside like by Tevis Nayak Rashi tells us because first of all it wasn't as dangerous as the as the Mabu that they had to have tar on both sides and also like Rashi says that the tzaddik who was going to be inside shouldn't have to smell the strong smell of the tar and they take they take the teva, vatasim vasayeled, vatasim besuf al tzvasayor. They take the teva of Meishrabenu and they send it floating onto the yor. Now, not knowing what's going to happen to this little three-month-old baby that's going to be inside this teva, vateisatav achosim achlek. The pasuk says that his sister stood by on the side in the distance, but they are my so like to know what happened to him. It says that the daughter of Parai, here Parai was trying so hard to be able to make sure to destroy this, the creator of Kali Yisrael, and here it's his own daughter that was going into the yard, and some of the Farshim say that she was being matzah l'shem geus. At that time, she was becoming to, to become a Jew, and his own daughter takes this child, here's the, here's, you know, the Kumbhanaya she went down with all her maidservants by the yor to the, to the, into the water. Right? She heard the cries from the teva, and she saw the teva down at the end, and she heard something crying out of that teva. She wanted to be able to save whatever was inside that teva, and she reaches out her hand now she says that her hand extended. She harbe. Her arms stretched out many, many amas, and which which really shouldn't have been possible in a natural way. And she was able to get a hold of the table. She opened it up and she saw the child. The child crying. She had compassion over him. She was able to tell that he was a that he was a Jewish child. And then Miriam suggests to her that, you know, you know, you need someone to feed the baby because no one was nursing for Maishra Rebbe. wasn't willing to nurse from any Egyptian woman. And that's how she's able to work it out. That Yechev is able to be the one to be able to nurse her son Maishra Now, the Chabot Chaim points out from this whole story that there's something special that you can learn from Miriam. And there's also something very special that a person can learn in his Avedis Hashem from Bas Parai. What do we learn from Miriam? Here we have a situation where Miriam was a was a Navia. She was a she had was able to see prophecy, and she saw that there's going to be something great coming out of this child from her, from her brother. Now here, but the odds are going against her over here. Here's a little baby. Is being put over here. The Egyptians were looking to kill, to kill him, right? To kill any 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 baby that was born. And she, they take the baby and they put it helplessly onto the yard to float away. Now here, 
it didn't seem like the chances were very, very good. But Miriam, she stood there and she wanted to see what was happening. What's going to happen to the child? Let me see what's going to be the salvation. You know, when Hagar was in a situation, the servant of of uh, <coughs> the shifts of of by Sarah, and Hagar <coughs> was um, was was with Yishmael. I was sent out of the house with Yishmael. Yishmael got, uh, got a very very high temperature, and he was it looked like he wasn't going to make it. So Hagar turned away. She couldn't look. It was so painful for her to see the son in such such pain and such difficulty, knowing that he's going to die now. She couldn't say. She could just couldn't bear looking at it to see it. And here, Miriam, she's like seems to you know not have a fear. She wants to look to see. So says the Chavetz Chaim. Miriam's amuna, Miriam's betachel and amuna and Hashem's Baruch was so strong that she knew that that there's something that's supposed to be special coming out of this child. She just wanted to see what's going to be the Yeshua. She didn't run away to turn away. When a person turns away, then a person's giving up. From here we learn a lesson. That if we know that this is we're fulfilling us in Hashem, that we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to give up till we go. We just keep going, and there's no such thing as giving up till the last second, because we never know where's gonna, where that Yeshua can come, that Hakadosh Baruch can do anything, and therefore we dive in and we put our ishtadlus and our efforts into into seeing that 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 to see the Yeshua that can come from that. And if Hakadosh Baruch decides for whatever reason afterwards. That he wants to do differently. We never give up. We never say, "Ah, oh, there's no chance." On the contrary, let's see where the issue is going to come. That we learn from from Miriam that there's always room for hope. The second thing is the lesson that we learn from Batya. Batya, she's left in a situation. She sees a baby crying all the way at the other end, and she's very, very, very far. There's no way she can get to that child. But she realizes she has to save that child. So she does, the only thing that she could do is try. And she sticks her hand out, and then the Seth and the Shmaya came afterwards, and her hand extended to go together, and the, and, the, and the baby was in her hand. From here we learn a, a very big limit. Just in general, when it comes to a situation where a person has to be saved, but I've had souls and the we say, how am I going to save him? What am I going to do? From, that we, from here we learn, you just have to do what you can do. Just do everything, just reach out as much as you can. And, and, and you'll see. A person will, will see the Siyat of the Shemaya that pulls the person and will, will do the rest for him. But it's not just for Hatzalah of, of saving another person. Study my Mitzvah. If anything that's left in Hashem, if it's clear to a person that this is what we have to do right now, even though the odds are against us, even though it doesn't make sense, even though it's it's against the laws of nature. But if we see that this is clearly what has to be done now, and there's no other option for something that's different over here, we don't worry about it. We leave it, to, we leave it up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he'll figure out how to help us to, to, to get to it and to build to Matzliach. So again, from Miriam we learn, you never give up hope. And from, from Basil you learn that you always have to Try as much as you can. Leave up to Kaddish Baruch who takes care of the rest for us. Tremendous limud in our Avodas Hashem, and now in Islam in general, in Avuna and B'tachin, Kaddish Baruch Hu, never give up. Never give up. There's always makom for Yeshua from Kaddish Baruch Hu, Avuna and B'tachin. And all we have to do is just to be able to try. And with Hashem, if you remember those two points, then that should hopefully help us to be able to come 
to be able to accomplish more and more things that we need to be able to do, not to be discouraged, not to give up, and to be able to make use of our teiches to bring us to bigger and better places. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and Kol.